Welcome to the Modern Woodworkers Association podcast, where our mission is to provide woodworking education for all levels and all types of woodworkers. To find out more about the Modern Woodworkers Association, visit us on the web at modernwoodworkersassociation.com or follow us on Twitter at MWA underscore national. Now to our host, Tom Iovino, Diami Palatki, and yours truly, Chris Adkins. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this, the 41st edition of the Modern Woodworkers Association online discussion about all things woodworking, and you'll never guess what is happening right now for the oh first gosh. time in ever in recorded history. Chris Atkins, Tommy hmm. Palaki, and myself, Tom Iovino, are at the table in one location. The same table. Guys, this is a little weird because I'm not used to seeing you. I don't know. We're, I'm gonna, we're gonna be so disjointed. I'm gonna close my eyes right now. You know, even, even better, even better than the fact that the three of us are on right now, we're also joined by the silent partner. Silent. Silent. Shh. Sean Wasniewski. Hey, what's up? Hey man, how you doing? Up, I'm alright, alright. Good. Here we, well, no. here we are. Tom, it's, what brings us all together around it? Why table? are we here? Yeah, that's a really good question, guys. Why exactly are we doing Why here? are we here? <laughs> that's an existential question. And where question. are we? Where? Well, where we are right now is in Covington, Kentucky? Yes. Newport's up the street, right? Covington, Newport Kentucky. Is up the, Newport's tonight. Newport is tonight. Right now we're in Covington, Kentucky at the Woodworking in America 2013 conference. And right now, just across the concession area from us right now, is a, is, is a summit woodworking meeting. This is, these are woodworkers from around the country. These around the world. Woodworkers from around the world. Mm-hmm. Um, from beyond the borders, just out here doing all things woodworking. And by golly, there's a lot of that going on. Yep, and we decided that it would be uh, just a great idea to come out here and set up in the uh, marketplace and uh, just broadcast straight from here. So we we may have a little background noise here, but what what better way to uh, to come out and just let us sit here and look at some woodworking while we're talking about it? And we're hoping we can really grab a couple of people who are walking by, kind of give you us their it. impressions on what's happening in the woodworking world today as we sit here at the big conference. Mm-hmm. Except that they're kind of looking at us a little weird right now. Yeah, we're getting more pictures taken of us than people wanting to talk. That's uncomfortable. You, you, you <laughs> think that four people sitting around a table with headsets and handmade mic stands doesn't draw a lot of attention? Just a little. <laughs> I think they're just oogling the mic stands. I think they would be too. And by they're, the way, Diami, I have to tell you, you've done an outstanding well, job. I appreciate the, that, Tom. With the, with the pine and the plywood and the wooden dowels that are actually holding up our microphones right now. I think this is the highest form that this wood could be used to. It's the highest and best use possible for this piece of wood right now is to be a mic stand. Hey, but but seriously, talking about, you know, we we really, we wouldn't have been able to do this um, and, and record live from here if it wasn't for the listeners who uh, jumped in and supported us and uh, contributed to the uh, donate on it and uh, allowed us to, to get this mobile equipment and be able to be here and recording uh, live from, from uh Woodwork in America. Absolutely. We really do appreciate this uh, menagerie of cables and wires and, and recording equipment strewn across the table is, is due to the support of, of the community and everybody who donated. So thank you. Yeah, I mean, this couldn't happen without the generosity of our listeners. And uh, just uh, it's the most important thing is that you're helping us bring, at least we hope, uh, decent woodworking content. <laughs> we're, we're hoping, against all hope, that we're going to be bringing this decent woodworking content to you so you can actually sit in your car, in your shop, wherever, and enjoy this. So, so. To get into that content, yesterday was technically a day of registration, mm-hmm. but uh, a number of us got here a bit early. So, Tom, what what did you do yesterday to start the show off? Well, gosh, there's a lot of things we did to start the show off. Uh, one of the things I did was uh, show up in uh, Shop Monkey Mask, which was kind of interesting. <laughs> um, but one of the things we did, we actually, uh, when we arrived, and Sean, you were with us. And, yeah, I was. Uh, since Sean gave us a ride from the airport. The um, chauffeur. We were, mm-hmm. um, we were actually here before the floor opened, and uh, you know, we walked into an empty room. 
which was kind of intimidating because we thought we were here for the wrong. It weekend. was like an empty stadium before the big game. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and it's and the scary part was we thought we'd come here on the wrong weekend. <laughs> <laughs> so, but after a while, we, we kind of figured out that no, we were actually in the right place at just a different time. Um, but outside in the back, there was everybody coming in. All the exhibitors were setting up in the marketplace, and uh, you know we uh, showed up just in time to start hauling stuff in, mm-hmm. which was fun. It was it was great to be able to to connect with all of them and and help get set things set up. Um, and that's one of the reasons you come here is to see them all, but there's no barriers between everybody. You know, you can just go and, and help them and, and ask them questions and, and do all the sorts of things. So even being here yesterday before things were officially open, getting to, to interact with and, and help these guys was fantastic. And the funny thing is, you know, we haven't seen a lot of these people in here. All right. I mean, it's, you know, when you're, when you see, uh, I know in some cases even longer, I mean, Ron Hawk was, was here, uh, earlier. Well, Chris, I, Chris got to see him last year because you go, we went out west coast, right? Yeah. So, so I'm out in Pasadena last year. So we that's great. He wasn't here in Cincinnati right. and, uh, you know, it was, it was, it was a rough year. I mean, there was no Ron Hawk, you know, it's a year without Ron Hawk is like a year without sunshine. I'm telling you. <laughs> you got it. And this year you got to surf on his bench. That's pretty That was even nice. better. There's, uh, Diami actually took video of me on, on Ron's bench. Being he, pushed by Ron himself. Yeah. Yep. That's, that's yep. the best part. Uh, you know, it's uh, there's there's a lot of stuff out here on the floor, and some of the biggest names in uh in woodworking uh, tools are out here right now. There's uh the Lee Valley, Valley Veritas folks. Uh, we've got uh we've got Lee Neeson, Lee mm-hmm. Neeson, Nielsen. Um, some other some other ones are out here. Mark right Harrell now. from Bad Axe. Oh yeah, I mean some great. Well, who else is on the who else is out there on the floor? On the floor, you've got uh you've got woodpeckers, you've got gorilla, you've got um. The, Bosch and Greg Paolini, and I'm just randomly thinking yeah, of people, the, so the, I'm sure the gripper guys are here. Oh yeah, um, yes. If you Microjig. go micro jigs, yeah. Um, if you go down hand plane or hand oh tool row, you got alley. tools for working woods here. Chris with Lost Art Presses here, obviously. Yeah. Um, Scott Meek, Sauer and Steiner, and we don't we, you know, we don't Dade Tools, Bad Axe, oh, we don't Bad Ash planes, yeah, or Nice Ash, Nice Ash, Nice Ash. We don't want to go too much further because there's a chance we're gonna run, we're gonna miss some. So no, right. I mean, this is yeah. this is one of those. You know, actually, this is one of the largest marketplaces uh, in any of these conferences. And it's certainly it, it's it's the highest value marketplace in terms mm-hmm. of the quality. It's the highest quality. I don't know about the value. Some of it's very expensive, but it's amazing quality. There's nowhere else you can go to see tools of this caliber of all types. Oh yeah, and I'll and I'll say uh, from from doing uh, Pasadena last year and, and coming you know you know here to Cincinnati this year. Uh, Pasadena was nice, but this, you know definitely this. Uh, this marketplace is quite a bit bigger, and you've got quite a few more people out to it. So it, it's nice to see all the, the vendors in here. Okay, so that's certainly one reason to come is for the marketplace. And mm-hmm. that, yep. if you're not traveling too far, you need to come just for the marketplace. Oh, yeah, right. But uh, but today, classes actually started. Oh, that's so, the other thing, too. Um, I think we all took the same class this morning. Mm-hmm. So, Sean, you want to talk about what we watched happen this morning? Yeah, in the this morning, uh, the first class, not the first class of the day, but the first class, 9 o'clock or the so. The first whatever, class right? after we woke up. After yes. we woke up, yes. That's right. Uh, Roy Underhill of TV and Internet. Well, Of the Modern Woodworks Association Modern podcast number 40, fame. Fame. <laughs> fame. Uh, he, uh, the, the session was called Timber with 17 R's and an exclamation point. Uh, and how it was presented he, by Gripper. Yeah, yeah, right. And uh, that was a that was a fantastic demonstration. Uh, and and Roy is entertaining as he always is uh, of everything from felling a tree and then hewing it with uh, basically axes and then ads. Um, got to see Roy sweat and and, uh, and huff and puff and huff and no, puff. And for, for people who are in here, 
we understand that he he felled it and, and hewed it, but describe the size and magnitude oh of this tree he was working on. Yeah, so the the, the section of what was it? It was um, it was a poplar, tulip poplar, tulip poplar. So the to call it a log is a bit too much because I believe it was seven or eight feet tall. It was no. heavily above Roy, and Roy's not a short guy. Uh, and probably what I mean, fourteen inches in diameter, give or take. I mean, yeah. that's a big. End. I'd say at least that big. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. it was a heck of a heck of a timber, and uh, he um it started out with having. Uh, one of the uh, Highland girls helps work, support the tree on one side while he chopped an axe right into the other side. He didn't literally cut it down, but he showed a couple of blows of that and explained that. Um, and then setting it down took anywhere between two and four guys to move this thing around and eventually up on a pedestal so he could be up seen. on pedestals on a platform so he could then stand on the log. Yeah. So yeah, it was it, it was a, a platform and then saw benches and then some some hold down or uh, you know wedge wedge things to hold the log and then Roy teetering on top of that so high enough that he was worried that his axe blows over his head would hit the uh, the mezzanine or not the mezzanine the, the soffit, soffit yeah, the soffit yeah. of of a conference room that's got a fourteen foot ceiling so it was up there well and and, and it wasn't the most sturdy uh, no but, i mean there was definitely some shaking going yeah. on on that it was it was all, death defying to say the least all you know? around lots of shifting and moving but you know the the, the funny thing about roy is and uh, you know from our last podcast we know he's an animated guy oh, but yeah. in person just the uh, magnetism just to just to get everybody up on there and, and to have them all participating and, and watching along and even later actually participating using the the, the uh, broad axes and yeah the, yeah, the, yeah. The axes uh, it was it was that was quite the adventure i yeah. tell you what it's a uh, he he got up there and, and did one face where he just basically leveled the entire face um, and then he started working on the second face on it and, and had a few people come over and, and kind of worked on it and then came back in. Uh, we have a stranger who coming up behind the Elmy right now. Oh, who's no. about to interrupt and uh, cause all kinds of trouble. Hi, uh, Chuck. Chuck it's Bender. Chuck Bender, everybody. Chuck, come, up, come over here, Chuck, and say, say hello just a second. Wow, you guys actually have a script. <laughs> <laughs> we do. That's right, Chuck. Thanks, Chuck. Some of us can even read. It's even better. So. <laughs> Oh, boy. <laughs> um, so so anyway, um, Tori Underhill, he came up, he, he sliced the one side of the log off, flattened it, started and went most of the way through the other half, and, and then he called a couple of people up, just let everybody kind of use a little bit, and then, as, as Thomas mentioned, you know, let some people use, and um, so I got up there with the broad X, Tom got up there with the, the broad X, and I mean, this thing is heavy. <laughs> I mean, I worked for a few minutes and just, you know, definitely not making as much progress as, as Roy would make. And, uh, I mean, you could feel it. Oh, it was, yeah. That yeah. was a heavy piece of steel. And, I mean, he did 99% of the work on three sides of this, and everybody else kind of hacked at it a little bit and uh, <laughs> made a mess that he had to go back and clean up. <laughs> <laughs> a couple times. But, I mean, that was that was part of the fun of it. You know, you get a chance to be in this kind of an environment with somebody like a Roy Underhill. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, to yeah. actually say, okay, well, come on up and take a look. You know, come on up. Here's the axe. You know, see if you can chop in here. That was, uh, that's quite impressive. You yeah. You someplace where you can do that. And that's a cool thing about this. I mean, that, you know, beyond the workplace, like we were saying, the classes that are going on, it's not just sitting and listening to a guy and taking notes. Everyone teaching, and it, I mean, it's, it's it's not just Roy Underhill. I mean, Chris Schwartz is up there. Megan Fitzpatrick's up there. Peter Follinsby and and on on Ron Hawk and, Hock, and yeah, bunch, yeah, a whole bunch. But it's not just them presenting what they're what they're doing. But they're you know. Tons of questions going to get asked at any time, and everyone at the end, there's always a bum rush to the bench or wherever they're working on to look up close at what they're doing, and you get to be, I mean, hands-on with everything they're doing, and, and the ones that can, you get the opportunity to, to try out what they're doing. 
So it's 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 really really an, an awesome awesome place. Uh, gotta love it. Oh yeah. Gotta love it. Oh yeah. I mean, but those other classes. I mean, it goes from there's power tools, there's uh there's uh, hand tools. It's all co- oh speaking about hand tools. Oh Here man. Here comes one of the greatest tools this ever. Is this the knitter's corner? Yes, this is. is the knitter's corner. We've got. Have you seen them? We've got Matt <laughs> just walked up. So, hello, Matt. You can hear from the chortling in the background. That is indeed Matt Vanderlist. So. Oh no. Vanderlist and Vendor. Troublemakers. This is trouble. They're over my back shoulder. It's okay. They're making faces at you, but oh, it's fine, good. okay? Right. I can't Sean, say a damn don't thing. worry about it. <laughs> hey, you know, one of the other things that I was really looking at, just the schedule and stuff, as far as all the uh, presenters and stuff that were here, you know, in the, in the past, you've always had a, a lot of the, the presenters and stuff, or kind of some standard guys and stuff, but now you've got, like, Ron Hawk, who's, who's done a lot of the booths and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got a few other people that were pulled in that haven't always been in the classes, so they've really tried to bring, you know, more instructors in, more. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you go, you go one year, and then you're going to come back the next year for the same yeah. thing. It's- <laughs> yeah, Chuck, it's hot. Get out of here. <laughs> H- having, having been for a few years in a row, there does seem to be a nice turnover in the classes mm-hmm. and not a lot of repeating to what they had last year. Absolutely. Some of these teachers are still here teaching new classes. They've got new teachers. Um, there's a lot going on in the classes, and you're not repeating from past years, which right. is nice. Yeah. Yeah, I know, like Mike Simpson, who I don't think he's ever done a talk before. No, I don't believe he has. He's doing one today. That yeah, guy. He, it's weird because he doesn't talk that much. <laughs> no, really. <laughs> no, I mean, he obviously runs his own school up in Minnesota or wherever he yeah, is. Mike but, uh, yeah, um, but he, I mean, he is a treasure trove of knowledge and he knows so much. So, yeah. so much. And since we're on the topic of Mike, uh, yeah. let's also talk about the other big draw that's oh, here at uh, these events. I can, I can see them from, from here. Olympics. Kind mm-hmm. of. Kind of. And they're right over there. No, yeah, they're right there. There are joints being cut as we speak. I mm-hmm. can see us all going. Mm-hmm. Have you guys all gotten a chance to try it today? Not yet, but I've got to get it before not. it closes. I need to before it closes today, yeah. too. Yeah. Today, it's cross-cutting and tenons and, and uh, the, the spoon bit oh, and, yeah, yeah, and drilling. Boring, yeah, boring. Tomorrow, I think it's making a chair in 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, with green yeah, with a jigsaw. <laughs> and Oh, wait. No, that's been <laughs> done somewhere oh, else. Uh, <laughs> So, yes, yeah, so, I mean, no. the, the hand tool booth, the hand tool Olympic is always that draw because people are actually, and it's funny to watch when people come up to it because at first they're like, I don't want to do any of this. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do it. And it's like, okay, kind of convince him to come and kind of cajoles Mike and his crew are just great kind of convincing people to uh, come on up and, and take a whack at it. And then um, next thing you know, the, the excuses start coming out. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, if I only had my saw back at my shop, yeah. right. I only use Japanese saws. And then, you know, <laughs> no, we've seen, everyone's seen that picture of Wilbur Pan using that the saw backwards. Awesome picture. <laughs> it is fantastic. Ever. And so, no excuses there. And no the excuses. thing is, you know, it's it's always it's always there's a lot of there's a lot of fun going on. There's a lot of uh, a playful ribbing going on. But then the other part is, if somebody does want to learn how to do something, mm-hmm. their first ones in line. That's okay. Here's how you do it. Okay. And the competition's there, and there's a lot of humor, but it's also serious education. Yeah, mm-hmm. and there's right. lots of playful banter about performance, but everyone there is only there to help you do it better. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing that kind of intimidates some people when they walk up at first. There's a lot of laughing and a lot of people poking fun at some of the bloggers who are up there. <laughs> you know, kind of doing, Those bloggers. Kind of doing a blogger thing. <laughs> I, but, think, uh, but you get I don't know, people, Tom. You taught me how to do dovetails beautifully. Yeah. Yeah, you get the uh, router-based jig and you're, you're set. It's, yeah, when we fail, it's much more funny. It is. It <laughs> is. Now, I think it was last year when we walked up and they're like, oh, it's those online guys. Oh, yeah, they knew. <laughs> they knew. And the beauty is, you know, as, as these people who are online woodworkers, is that we have our sites, we have uh, we have that information out there, that uh, community out there. People think that sometimes, people think that sometimes we know more than they do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
No. Yeah, you could be any further you know, from the truth. Hey, you know what? It comes back. It comes back to the the Roy Underhill comment about his his uncle being the uh, the radio woodworker. Mm-hmm. Yes, you mm-hmm. know. So right now, actually, you guys don't know this, but uh, all four of us are cutting dovetails right now. Yeah, well, yes, as we, we are. speak. As we speak. That's right. And it's hard to keep the sawdust out of the recording equipment. Right it's now, a little guys. difficult, but we'll we'll, we'll manage. Be sure. the consummate professionals we are. That's what we do. We keep the sawdust <laughs> out of the mics. I'm sorry, you said something about consummate professionals. <laughs> I'm sorry, I must be in the wrong place. Oh, this is the wrong podcast. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's another podcast that goes on at another time. Wrong so. corner of the room for that one. So, what do you guys? Uh, what 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 else is on your agenda? To uh, chairs, 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 chairs. Who's doing that? Uh, something tomorrow? I'm trying right? to figure that yeah, out. Yeah, schedules it's are being pulled out. It's a guy whose name I don't know and can't pronounce. It's not. Um. Oh, it's what's the uh, the, the dude I over there? It's the gentleman from Denmark. Oh, no, oh, Silas Kopp. Elher no. Yejorn Vest. Maybe something can like you, that. Can you spell that? And, for uh, me? I'm not going to pretend to spell that. <laughs> but he's tomorrow. He has a class on chairs Excellent. and a class on working with curves. And uh, hopefully they will be fantastic. Does I'm he do that you know, blended Maloof style stuff? or Everyone who or... makes chairs does that style. Okay. So I'm sure he will. Okay, that's true. Um, he's he's Danish? Finnish? I'm assuming that every chair he makes will be the modern Danish style. <laughs> of course. Which would be very cool. Of course. So, that's a dangerous It doesn't matter. There are going to be chairs. Yeah. He's going to teach us how to make chairs. It's going to be fantastic. Right. Uh, in, the, in years past, if you're gone, I know didn't uh, Chuck Brock spoke last year. Chuck Brock has taught up about chairs, and he did very well. He did, he, Chuck Brock's class He's was about um, the Maloof joint. Oh, all right. That right, was, right. A, that was okay. a neat class. Okay. No, it's uh, it's uh, excellent. Tom, what about you? What are you looking forward to? I mean, there's all I mean, there's all kinds of classes on. There's there's a classes on routing, advanced routing practices. Um, you know, again, I mean, some of the things that you're looking for, you have these problems in your in your shop, and uh, I mean, you know, something like a layout to uh, light tight joints. Megan is doing for mm-hmm. dovetails. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the funny thing is, she's actually used some of my old dovetails. Yeah, I know. <laughs> As examples of non-light tight joints. I believe they inspired her to teach the class. Mm-hmm. I think I gave her the title there. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, Roy Underhill again tomorrow is going to be teaching about the mystery mallet, that rising Yeah, mallet, the rising yeah. Um, You know, you look at this mallet, it's like, how does it go together? And it's there's a secret to it. And, you know, we could, uh, we could certainly uh, we could certainly find out. Come in closer? Yes. yes. Definitely yeah. want to come in closer. I've been um, having to turn you up all along. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me? Um, you know, one person I do really want to see, uh, Mary May. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's fantastic. She's awesome. I, I really? went out in, uh, in Pasadena. I watched her do the, uh, ball and claw. Mm-hmm. Unreal. She, she's this really just talented yeah. carver. And one of the things she's going to be teaching tomorrow is about linen fold carving, mm-hmm. where it doesn't look like a piece of wood anymore. It looks like a piece of folded cloth or a cloth that's kind of laid out. Right. Like and folded linen. Almost. Wow. Aptly Almost. Aptly named. Except without, you know, all the creases in it, like I would have if yeah. I was handling it. Um, but the idea, though, is that, you know, somebody can be that talented and just sit there for for an hour, um, just watch her technique mm-hmm. and just to see how it works. And it's, just, it's, it's one of those things where you can't, you, you can watch a video, you can read about it, mm-hmm. but when you're there with the person, the craftsperson, and then ask questions of her, I mean, while she's presenting, yeah, yeah. that's the best part because I have no idea how you're doing it. But explain to me, and she can just turn the piece around and show you again how it's done. Oh, so, yeah. I mean, something like that is carving's one of those things too. I I love carving, you know, and I'm not a great carver. I I oh, carve a little bit, but it's it's well, you know, but it's it's interesting to watch. I mean, somebody because it's 
it's not really a step-by-step process quite as there is some step-by-steps that you can go through but there's a lot of just kind of artistic just kind of flow well, to it's it. a combination of having the right eye right but, but even with the eye there are steps you there need are. to go through right. to go right. to get from the block of wood but it's to a combination yeah. of it there. Oh, yeah. it's, it's, and if you don't have the eye and you're not experienced i think the steps are not right. intuitive so it is fascinating to watch for that reason because it's like a mystery revealed as to how right. they get it to that point and yeah. It's typically, well, I don't want to say it's not as hard as it looks, but they make it look easy. I think it is hard, but they make it look easy. And that's the key. You know, you get a chance to, uh, you know, see how people with their techniques um, kind of you know, just go through the process and step by step. And really, I mean, I just remember once I was at one of our woodworking guilds mm-hmm. and uh, one of our woodworking guild meetings and somebody had carved this beautiful door. And I just asked him, how do you do that? He goes, well, I carve it until it looks like how I want it to. And then I stop. Yeah, yeah. it's all in your <laughs> Which, head. You know, it's, hey. We've got another stranger walking another up right stranger. now. Nick Brown. Nick come Brown. Nick, Nick, come over here and say hello. Into the microphone. Speak Nick. into the mic. Speak into the microphone. I'm currently about seven episodes behind on my Modern Workers Association podcast, oh, but I made up for it the other day when I was tiling the floor. You guys were great for that. You got me through a very <laughs> tedious time, and I truly appreciate it. That is what we're here for. <laughs> that is why we're here. So the next episode, we will be talking about tiling floors. And, and if you're seven episodes back... Don't give him the plot spoiler. There's a big twist four episodes oh, back. There's a twist. There's a twist. There's, 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 there's always you know, a twist. Yeah, well, you you are here, and we're not going to talk about what's twisted on you, but... <laughs> no, it's a regular whodunit. <laughs> That's right. So, thanks, Nick, for stopping by. Yeah, there's thanks, somebody who wasn't even supposed to be here, but changed his mind at the last minute, by the way, but his wife allowed him. Exactly. It's of all course. about what the wife allowed. Exactly. <laughs> yes, a lot of forgiving wives. person, and she uh, let me come here and hang out with freaks. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, smile when you say that, will you? <laughs> so, you know, another class that, that I um, that I want to see tomorrow is just uh, the Peter Ross, the historic tools, mm-hmm. because I, I love, you know, just hearing about just kind of, you know, the history of things and, and how things, and, um, you know, Peter Ross is, is um, just a super, super talented blacksmith, uh, just does some amazing work and stuff, and uh, so I think that'd be another cool one just to kind of listen to yeah. that's, that's not necessarily just in line with what you typically would see just going and watching a class on cutting a dovetail. Well, he that's, Roy mentioned him before. He's he was the master blacksmith at right. Colonial Williams. Oh, that's right. Way, sure. way back yeah. when. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, continues on with that. That's it's fantastic. And let's go back to classic tools for a second. There are it's not only new tools that are out here in the marketplace. There are a few dealers out there on the floor who have classic pieces mm-hmm. of steel, classic tools out there uh, from the twenties, from even earlier than that. Mm-hmm. And you get to that kind of point where you're like, wow, that's. That's impressive to see these tools and still pretty in decent shape. Yeah. And ready to be sharpened and, and honed and put back to use. Well, Patrick Leach, obviously. I mean, he, I, sure. the, the number of tools he brings, he's got a huge booth and it's just a, a, a just a huge treasure chest. He of, sneaks them in all cleverly disguised as bananas. Yeah, exactly. It was just crazy, crazy bananas. Every year he seems to get a lot of banana boxes. Mm-hmm. And it know. just, he brings in all the tools. Next thing you know, it's not bananas. It's actually, you know. Well, as a shop monkey. Izzy gets disappointed every year. As a shop monkey, I feel kind of disappointed. It's like a tease, but the whole idea is to lure me over. So I'm, I'm down with that. It's okay. I can understand. I can live with that. It's an interesting tactic, but Yes, it, works. it is. But somebody's <laughs> got to do it, right? Oh, my gosh. We've got the entire wood talk. Oh, my God. They exist in one space at one time. Wondering <laughs> this direction. Now, wait a second. So, oh, no, and Mark's got video. Mark's Great. video. <laughs> this, this, is so. like, this is almost like matter and antimatter contacting each other right now. Oh, no. We're not sure. Oh, we're getting actual close-ups here. <laughs> we, <laughs> Shannon, 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 Shannon doing the side story. Da, 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 da. Yes, oh, we're sorry. Shannon. Sorry about that. Oh, no, no, don't worry about it, Mark. Come say hello. Oh, well, 
weekend was an NWA meetup. Oh my God, was that boring! <laughs> <laughs> well, fortunately, there's the Wood Talk Online meetup, which is coming up on Saturday night. Maybe you can make up for that. We're gonna spoil it. That really yeah, big I'm one. Woohoo! Mm -hmm. <laughs> you guys got to see what room you're playing in, so we'll figure that one out. <laughs> this is the fun part about this. I don't know how the listeners are going to like this uh, because there's random stuff coming up, but, um, you know, I think it's awesome. It's just all the more reason why the listeners should be here. That's yes. right. No, it, and it, it's like I told my wife before I came here because she was giving me hell for coming here. Whatever, it's her prerogative. But you said, I'm going to see the, the Wood Talk Online guys. No, that's part of it. But, it, you know, I, but literally I said, you know, you know all those, those fake people that I talked to online? I get to actually go see those guys. They really do exist. They're all going to be really here. Do they really do and it's funny because it, it, it's, it's not always like this. And there's obviously some guys that couldn't make it. We're very sad that you know some of our West Coast friends couldn't get right, out here yeah. th this year. But but this is the first time, literally, that Mark, Matt, and Shannon have ever been in the same place it's at the, the same time. The first time Chris and Tom have ever been exactly. yeah, and Chris and Tom right. uh, and Chris and myself and Norm yep. before. And um, I think actually today, <laughs> as long as Mark and Shannon have known each other, I believe this morning was the first time they've ever seen each other. Met each other. Yeah. 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 So, it's, so it's mm -hmm. crazy to think that something years separated like that. And obviously, right. everyone's all over the country. We all can come together here. Well, you know, it's it, it really it's it's an excellent point you made, Sean, because. You know, in years past, before the internet, I mean, woodworking was very solitary activity. I mean, if you took up woodworking, you were in your shop, you were in your basement, you were in your garage, right? And you were cutting stuff, and you might go get a few books out from the library. Now, what have we done? We're here in a room together. Mm -hmm. with people who have worked together for years, we're meeting each other in, mm -hmm. the, in person for the first time in many cases, and it's it's really an awesome thing when you think about it. It's yeah, like I mean, and you know, the, the the one knock on woodworking is it's a dying craft. You know, nobody's getting into it. I think we're trying to inspire some folks yeah. to really get out and do some stuff. Right. I mean, 30 years ago, all you had was Roy or then or Norm, Norm on yeah. TV, and we all watched that, or I had some exposure to that kind of stuff. And now not, you can come here and you can see those guys in person, and you're realizing how many other people are just like you. It's not, you know, it's like, you guys are just like me. Yeah, it's a group <laughs> sickness thing. We all feel better together. Yeah, that's it. That's it, except for Scott and he, he's feeling he's, he's actually, he's, he's he's actually physically ill. He looks so. like walking death. But, no, he'll, he'll, but he still has some sweet planes. Oh, my gosh, yes. That's right. That's the other thing about this place. You see, when you when you go to somebody like Scott Meek's website, and you see the planes he mm -hmm. built, you go, wow, that's pretty impressive. And then you turn around, and you actually get to hold one. With great care. Not to hold <laughs> yes, one. With great care. To, to use it. To use it, Put right? it to wood and actually plane with it. You're, Absolutely. It's, it's it's a whole other experience. Like we did last week with with our interview with Roy. On, with Roy, these tools are born to work. That's right. And when you actually get the whole one in your hand, it's like wow, that's it's pretty impressive stuff. Yep. And especially one of a kind pieces like Scott's making. I mean, those yeah. are you know those are those are amazing planes. Oh yeah. It's one thing to have castings and put everything together. It's another thing to have you know this this kind of hand sculpted. Yeah, it's hand sculpted right right in front yeah. of you. That's an actually functioning uh, piece of uh, tooling. No, and that and that's the thing about the marketplace too. I know we touched on it earlier, but it's not just seeing these things and seeing who made them, but you get to touch them, you get to use them, you get to really try them out. You guys had a discussion with I think it was with Roy too about yeah. hey, you got to have a tool that's set up right to know what it's supposed to be like. It's not just buying old. You got it. You better use something that's everyone here has them in pristine condition and ready to use so you get to know what what perfection feels like and works like yeah mm -hmm. any any well, type of tool you want to buy a saw plane chisels you can use them here and feel what they're supposed to work like mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and, well, you know, not, and it's not just hand tools. There's a there's right. a turning group over here. I'm watching them actually spin stuff on the lathe. If you've never turned, you come out to an event like this, somebody will tell you, yeah. hey, that's how it works. All right. And All you right. can actually do something. This is really a place. It's almost a laboratory when you think about it. Mm -hmm. You know, I actually, said 
I said last year in, in Pasadena when I was there, I was uh, you know, I was I was messing around with the uh, the blue spruce um the mallets. Mallet. Yep. I I don't think I ever would have bought one of those mallets off of looking at it offline because I'm like, okay, it's a turned piece of wood, it's pretty. But then you actually <laughs> go out to an event and you pick this thing up and you feel that resin infused wood and you're like, oh yeah, oh my gosh, it's <laughs> amazing. This is this is crazy, and you can't appreciate that unless you can grab a hold of it mm-hmm. and, and try it out for yourself. And that's what all these guys, they're all in here wanting you to try these tools out. Check out what they're doing. And, and make just, emotional purchases. Right. Okay. <laughs> There's a group of enablers out there on the oh, floor yeah. enabling you to spend your money at a more rapid pace. Sure. That's right. I, uh, I, uh, I, I, I owed Diami some money earlier, so I gave him the money, and I said, um, can I borrow some money now? <laughs> <laughs> I need to go to the marketplace. And the thing is, you know, the real key is to, to, to kind of, when you go to an event like this, I mean, it's so overwhelming. You walk through the door, there's everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then just trying to, you know, okay, well, look, you know, you kind of set your yeah. sights on something, okay? If you're not careful, you're going to spend your entire budget and more at the first booth you walk into. Absolutely. Easily. Right. And that first booth is typically the first one you see is who? Is Lee Valley. Yes. <laughs> and can you spend money at Lee Valley? And shortly, not right next door to that is Lee Nielsen. And Lee Nielsen, so. Nielsen, <laughs> so dangerous places. But one thing, too, with these, though, a lot of times, I mean, you can get some, some deals at some of these. I mean, oh, absolutely. a lot of these guys will offer some discounts on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, you know, Lee Valley offers discounts at this show that they don't offer anywhere else. And right. a lot of them, if, right. not, if nothing else, they will, they'll do free shipping. At least it's free shipping. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah at least. And, and as far as like the, the vintage tools and stuff, and you wouldn't believe how good a deals you can get on some of these. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, they, they really have some great prices on it. I mean, some of the stuff, you know, and a lot of these we get the uh, we get the email with the whole list of the the vintage tools and stuff on there, and it's hard to really know what you're getting the Patrick Lee's you know list and stuff. And you look at it and you go, oh, I don't know that much about it. So when you come out and you can actually pick this thing up and feel it, um, you know, it's it's incredible when you start looking at the prices on it. Really, that's not bad at all. Yeah, yeah. once you actually actually see it in your hands, and, yeah, it makes and you, a little, you talk little about the prices. Even some of the stuff that is expensive, is hundreds or thousands of dollars, you get to talk to the artist who made it, mm-hmm. right. and you may not have the budget for it, but you can at least appreciate why it is worth so much and Absolutely. how much time right. and effort and materials go into it. I don't think there's anything here that's a bad value. Some of it no. is expensive, but mm-hmm. none of it is a bad value. Hey, that, that actually makes me uh, that makes me think of something else. You know, there's another um, thing that's that's at this event that I've really been surprised at how many people was just super ecstatic about at this was just the the Rubo book. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you know yeah. they. I don't have yeah, my copy lost, with me, but yeah, just yeah. so you know, yeah, Lost Art <laughs> Press. Just to, to to familiarize everybody who's listening, Lost Art Press has been reprinting. And putting back into publication a lot of these old classic woodworking tomes. And right. isn't this one the first English translation? Yeah, this it the, is. The biggest part of this was the thousands of hours that were spent translating French to 18th century French to modern English, which yep. uh, was a huge task. And and the, they have two different versions. You know, there's a, a large, very large scale version. The thing's gigantic. Uh, yeah. And then a you know, more trade copy type. Yeah, know, even the trade copy one is. It's big, still big. Though, it's like it? eight and a half by eleven pages. I mean, it's like. You know, standard paper size pages, but um, that it's it's awesome what the, what they're doing to revitalize you know woodworking literature from across the time. Like I'm right. not a huge history buff, but that kind of stuff really grabs me. Right. Be, just it's because it, it is where it comes from, and not much has changed. Yeah. So the techniques yeah. that were described a hundred years ago mm-hmm. are still holding and true today. Sean, you nailed it right there. I mean, we see a lot of people going back to hand tools, and they'll go out there and they'll be like, "Okay, I'm going to do hand tool woodwork," mm-hmm. and it's not just the tool itself, but it's the technique and the methods of which they work in the shop yeah. that is actually that critical component because without that, you know, you could be spending a lot of time and effort and energy 
using a tool improperly mm -hmm. to get that result that you want. Whereas, you know, this morning, just watching uh, Roy Underhill chop out those chop out those slabs, um, it was it was a big deal to see exactly how to do that. Yeah. And explain, okay, here's the process from beginning to end, which yep. was, which, I mean, that thing was valuable. If you ever wanted to do that, if you ever... Well, yeah, and, and I like walking through old old timber frame buildings. You've seen those hand hewn logs before. Now you have a better sense of really what went into it and how yeah. much work was involved in actually creating that kind of thing. And it's 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 wild to see. Well, one of the things when when Roy was actually doing that, I thought he actually made a really good point of showing that you know you don't just walk up to it. Like he walked up and said, "Okay, you know, how am I going to do this? Can I just take this this axe and just slam this axe down on this and 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 split this whole side out?" Right. Or can I just chop right into it and expect to cut it in half? So, you you know, most of the time, if, if you've never been exposed to any of this, you look at it and go, I have no idea how they did that. Yeah. So whether, yeah. You're, you're, whether you want to go out there and take a tree and split this thing down and make a beam out of it or not, yeah. the fact is is that it's just it's just unreal, the, the, the interest and just the knowledge and stuff that, that's really being lost a lot of times and, and things like that to, to be able to sit down and watch that and go, you know what? There's a method to this. Yeah, you know, and it's, it's. I assure you, I will never turn a tree into a square post <laughs> by hand. But that said, it was fascinating to watch Roy go through and step by spe step explain how you might think it was this way, but it's actually it's the other very way, methodical. and show you how each each step of it works. Mm. E even if you're not going to use the technique, a lot of it is just so interesting and informative. Yeah, and, and and he explained in that you know the the every the, the wedge. He, I know he he's written multiple times about wedge and edge and all that stuff and how how tools approach the the, the wood and how they work. And then he, he he mentioned that you know here he was chopping with an axe and he brought out a crosscut saw and said this is doing the same exact thing mm -hmm. in a very very small way. It's doing the same thing. It's, cut, it's slicing right, slicing left. It's clearing this thing. It's it's exactly just like chopping a tree down, just in in smaller bits. And that I mean that just keeps getting more micro as you go. Mm -hmm. You know, and it, it's all in there. and he. Yeah, I, I can't quote what he quoted. The, no, the, no, the, the difference between axes and or how an axe and a plane are related and and all that jazz. It's it's a it's it's entertaining and and you you again you may not fell a tree and make a beam out of it, but you're going to have a better understanding of, of what it, what's happening when you're when you're working wood in general. An appreciation. Yeah. yeah, I think probably in the. I don't know if more more than anything, but I come into these shows the last couple of years. I've learned more about how to relate to wood. As, as equally as much as I yeah, use any tool, you know, the, you know, I watched Fallensby, uh, Peter Fallensby carve mm -hmm. a spoon. You know, I've never seen a, a crooked, you know, branch split before, and it was really interesting. Like, why are we doing this? And this is how this works inside, and and you, you just get a better understanding again, like what to look for from the outside before you start digging into it and, right. and actually making something out of it. Yeah, yeah. And one of the things I thought was pretty interesting when you were talking about the. Um, you were you were talking about the the difference in a plane and 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 an axe and how he was talking about that and what I thought was pretty cool is when he was showing uh, when he was showing the um, he he actually had the axe and he was putting his foot down there and yeah he was kind of the ads oh, the the, I'm sorry the ads right yep he had the ads and he was actually taking the ads and literally cutting up underneath mm -hmm. his shoe he when had it stopped his against his toe his toe yeah yeah and he was pushing it down and and the whole purpose of that was he said look i'm basically making a plane yep. you know a plane has a body that's going to hold that wood down and then the iron is going to cut it so he was taking the ads and doing the same thing he had his foot there to hold the wood and support the wood keep it from tear out and then cutting up under that and uh you know, it's just it's just things that you would never know if, if, without all that experience yeah yeah, yeah. it's wild 
It's just you know, all the all the things you can learn here. It's just it is it is incredible. You think about all the things you can learn in this place. My goodness, you're making faces at me right now. Oh, here comes Mike Seamson. I think he looks. Oh, I need to talk. Mike to him. looks angry. He Mike, looks, Mike's on a mission. He looks serious right now. He does. Uh, oh he does. Boy. Oh boy. Uh, I, I know who did something wrong, but here I comes Mike. I have to go help him out in a couple. Hey, minutes, I've, so. I've got to say one of the things yeah. that he is he is a uh, a funny guy. When you you go out to uh, last night, we had the. Uh, Modern Woodworkers Association um, little get meet together up. meet up last night, yes. and uh, and and Mike was there, and uh, and he has his his game that's like and you know the the major attraction for the night. Oh. He, he's got the he, he basically has a basically has a log that 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 uh, he's got the nails and everybody's got to try to drive the nails. Did I miss in. that last night? Did he bring the nogler? He brought the nogler. Yeah, he brought yeah. it. I missed it. So we'll have to. Well, actually, if we got a picture of that. We've got to post a picture yeah, of that because that, that's 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 a major attraction when you're out in a. So. It is not just a woodworkers. People in bars flock to it. Right. Yes. It becomes it's, it's like darts. All of a sudden, you want to play that. So but, it's, you're at a bar. So. Yeah. Basically, he takes a couple of people and you've got. A couple of nails he puts in there, and and a hammer with just a very small, just the 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 yeah, crossbeam, right? Yeah. The crossbeam, but he's using the the narrow side of it. Mm-hmm. So, and you get one bounce to come off the table and hit it. And uh, why it's fun, but we just enjoy it. <laughs> it's just the way it is. That's right. <laughs> why are we woodworkers? Yeah, exactly. Well, um, well, we this is this has been pretty awesome. So I'm pretty excited about doing the uh, the next uh, the next couple of. Uh, uh, the rest of the day and and tomorrow mm-hmm. and uh, a little bit on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, you know, the funny thing is, the I and I both have very late flights out, so uh, so we're going to be able to stay. This is the first time we're going to be able to stay through the entire. Yeah, uh, I've always gotten up on Sunday morning and driven home. Mm-hmm. It'll yeah, be nice uh, to go to the Sunday class. And I understand, you know, of course, Sunday the marketplace will be closed at that point. But you know, I mean, it's there's still some great classes going on over there, and it's uh, you know, understanding the secrets of you know period finishing and things like that. Classes are just um, classes that are really just you know interesting to to be part of. And and to and to see uh, the work that's being done out there. So it's uh you know it's I mean Sunday's going to be an interesting day still, even though a lot of people are right. already starting to trip back home. Yeah, it'll thin out, but it'll still be good yeah. stuff for sure. Well, uh, we hope that this has uh, been uh, at least somewhat entertaining, entertaining or yeah. something. Well the, well, the best part is this is the first time in the history of time ever that we've got everybody together in one big place, and you know we're gonna we're gonna continue to waltz around, we're gonna continue to take pictures and, and do stuff, but. You know, eventually the whole idea is that we're gonna, you know, gonna continue to bring you some good stuff here from the floor. I have a couple of uh, weeks of uh, right. like dropping the pond, the, the the stone into the pond. You get the little ripple effect going out. Hopefully, we'll be able to get a few more pieces of information from this. And wow. and I just and I want to say myself too that I am tickled to death to have Sean on here because Sean, you know. The three of us are always on the podcast, so people, you know, know us through the podcast. But, I mean, Sean has been such a awesome, you know, part of our team and stuff. So, so it, it's nice having him on here. Which, so, before uh, we break, Sean, yes, we've got some questions for uh, you. Okay, okay. <laughs> as as part of as part of our 2013 effort to get really good information out, mm-hmm. we're going to ask you the next five questions. Oh, I've never asked answered the first five. Well, that's fine. You're off, the, you're off the hook for them. Sweet. Last year we went around and you asked. Know, that's studying for nothing. <laughs> So last year we went around and we asked a lot of people, you know, what what was your, uh, you know, your, your, how'd you get into woodworking, things like that. So, Sean, you're going to be the first person to answer questions six through ten. Hit me. 
What was the first woodworking project you built? The first woodworking project I built. Now, I used to build houses. I'm not going to call that woodworking, although it is. Um, but the first actually produced something with hardwood would have been one of the famous Mark Spagnolo cutting boards. Oh. And I didn't make one. I made four of them at once. You may nice. have made more than he. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he's what he said. He's made one. Ever. I think he's made two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, no, I... I um. That's it's well maybe more questions we'll get into it but you know when I started out I I had enough um you know I I had a fairly good background I'm a pretty handy guy um I found an article about Mark years ago I think six seven years ago and uh, that's how I got into more serious woodwork and uh, I I attribute a lot to to that moment you know and since it's gone on from there mm-hmm. what was the last project you built. The last project I built. And, and oh. completed, Sean. Completed. Yeah, yeah, no, I seriously have one half-finished thing on my bench <laughs> right now. Don't and, we all? <laughs> well, no, it's fantastic because, you know, uh, the, the Wood Talk guys, a couple episodes ago, the, uh, the episode was named Matt's Banana Hammock. <laughs> I have heard that episode, right? That's uncomfortable. And yeah, and I, I think, oh, I have to make one. So I actually have a sliding dovetailed together pine banana hammock. <laughs> on you know, my there's some words you never really God. want to hear on a woodworking podcast. Oh. One of them is banana hammock. Yeah, my wife had a good laugh at that one too. That, but no, good. um, no, the last, the last thing I made. Oh, what did I make? I'm trying to think. I, I make I make gifts every year and and uh, you know I, I turned a bunch of things last year so I, I made some ornaments and um, and uh, some bottle openers and, and real 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 simple turned gifts turning you know talk about your last minute elf thing sure turning wins turning hands, hands down, down yeah hands down you can zip something out you in go from 15 blank minutes chunk of wood to project for 20 minutes yep. you're, you're there so yeah real simple turned stuff for Christmas gifts but everyone loves it so it's, it's a good thing. How messy or clean is your shop right now? My shop is abysmal. <laughs> <laughs> it is awful. Uh, I, my shop, um, if you didn't know, my, my, my very, very inactive blog is called The Corner Work, Wood, wood Shop Workshop. <laughs> it, <laughs> I don't even know. It helps to know. <laughs> if you, you can't get there, you... The Corner Workshop. Um, it's in my basement, in the corner of my, my basement, underneath my kids' rooms. Um, and I predominantly do all hand tools. I did use a router recently, but um, that's seriously about as hand tooly as I, or a power tooly as I get. But um, I I have dust and plane shavings and crap all over the place. Nice. I've got I probably can think right now of at least four different hand planes that are just leaning on their sides in different places in my shop right now. Yeah, it's 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 terrible. So disarray. you're saying it's messy, but short of super fun cleanup type site. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. That's, it's, that's, it's only a brownfield. It's, yeah, it's brownfield. Not super fun yet. So. Yeah. No, it's it's bad. It needs it needs a major overhaul. That's usually what I do in winter. I I I, I do whatever I do, and then I, I get like a, that break between Christmas and New Year. Like, that's usually a huge cleanup time for me. Organizing things. Reset, yeah. yeah. And every time I move something around, it just works yeah. that way. All right. So what's your uh, go-to finish and why? My go-to finish and why? Uh, I just. A wiping varnish because it's damn easy. You know, you know, it's something that Mark's bags to talk about. And, you know, just thin something out and multi coat, and you, you, it's something you can vary. It's a great finish. Yeah, you can vary it to yeah. to just put a little bit on there just to seal it in, or you can actually build a film if you want it sure. and shine it up, and yeah. That easy. makes sense. Yep. That, that does. And uh, also, the, the final question, do you belong to your uh, local woodworking club or guild? I do not. And that's the interesting thing, because um, where we are is is a very, very active woodworking area. I actually talked to a buddy of mine uh, earlier here that I went to high school with. He lives down in Cincinnati now. And he's like, I realized one day that Pop Woodworking's here. And, and you know, they're, everyone's right here. And three hours north of here, hmm. we have one hardwood dealer. 
and we have one Woodcraft, and I don't think they've been there 10 years yet. It's wow. one more than we have. Oh, I know. Long Island's even worse shape. You know, Atlanta, we're in bad shape. I yeah, mean, I bet I you have, are. Oh, you shut, know, up. We shut have. up. How many blocks is it to walk down Highland for you? you? Know, I know Aaron is it's, right it's there. It's rough. But, but no, um, so no, I don't, and I, I'm... Only because I don't know all of what's out there. I've I've looked into even like as big as and widespread as this, uh, the SAPFM, the Society for American mm-hmm. Furniture Makers. The nearest one chapter of that is two hours away from me. It's it's really weird. So there are there's carvers and there's some other guys, but I don't know if there's like an established woodworking guild even near me. Which is where the Modern Woodworkers Association comes in because we can be everywhere. We always are. And we are. We're watching which is everywhere. Scary to think about it. <laughs> Big Brother is watching you. Dun dun dun. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. The saddest thing is that the next time we do the podcast, we're not going to be in the same room together. No, we won't be in so, the same uh, state. Together. We should start. Uh, we should start doing this just just every other week. We'll just get just together, fly somewhere, fly somewhere. Yeah. We, What's central? For let's you guys? do Hawaii next time. Well, yeah. you know what we could do is just you know one week is Atlanta, one week is Tampa, one week's Long Island. I mean, we could wow. just kind of rotate through. Yeah, and just, we'll go to, you know, to Toledo. Well, yeah, we could probably on. actually do one in two weeks when I'm in Atlanta. Oh, oh that's, that's true. true. You have to call me in, but. Two of you in the same place. Yeah, that'll work. That'll work. Now, uh, one other, one other thing, and I think this will live in woodworking America lore. Um, there are two hotels that are right next to adjacent to the conference facility. <laughs> um, one of the, uh, one of the uh, is the uh, I'm not sure is it a Marriott or a Hilton or something like that. There's the Embassy and a Marriott. The other one, the, the, embassy Marriott. Was, the, yeah. the, the next Marriott. one is the Embassy Suite, which everybody tends to right. want to go to because they serve breakfast in the morning, mm-hmm. and there's a manager's reception in the evening. Well, last night at 2 a.m., there was another feature I didn't realize happened. You get a little exercise program. Yeah, there's a, there's, yeah. I didn't realize that a Stairmaster program at 2 in the morning would be a good That's idea. Right. Um, apparently last night, uh, somebody was drying and the staff was drying towels in a, uh, in a, in a clothes dryer and it caught fire. Um, so at 2 a.m., the alarm went off. And, Tom, um, that, that whole episode of having the alarm go off and evacuate the building was the universe punishing you for having gone to bed too early. I, I know, it's, <laughs> It, it just, it just, I had to get up early and I had to do all that stuff. It just, I feel a little stronger today so I can go out and hang out a little longer. But yesterday was a little, little dicey, you know, mm. getting up that early to get, to get on the road here. But, uh, yeah, but there was a fire alarm. Uh, and, uh, the funniest thing is to meet all the fellow woodworkers <laughs> in their pajamas <laughs> at 2 a.m. standing outside the hotel. I mean, you've got everyone standing down there. I mean, we've got, there. you know, Tommy McDonald shows up. We've got, we've got Mark Spagnuolo. We've got everybody down there. And uh, it was it was it was quite funny to be and there. Literally, I think I saw a few pajamas. You know? yeah. I was I was wearing mine. And oh, I would have been. I was next door sleeping. I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> I saw right through that. You know, the thing was, you know, it's normally I'm the I'm the emergency manager, and you know normally I'd be the guy, I'd be you know counting doors to the to the stairwell and things like that. But it was it was funny because there was a short blip with the alarm and then it went off. And uh, the second time I went off, Mark had already dressed and had his electronics with him and was standing over me saying, wake up, <laughs> there's a fire alarm time. And he stood by the door with it open to the hallway as I had to put on my shoes and grab my jacket. Oh, wow. um, he was not about to leave with not about to leave a fellow woodworker behind, which is, again, why we love being in a woodworking community, because <laughs> they'll do whatever it takes to keep people None safe. None left so, behind. None left behind. So <laughs> hopefully right. we won't make this a tradition every year, but, you know, it's one that we'll share in song and, and lore. You know what we could do is we could just make a tradition of at 2 a.m. just running the fire escape 
Yeah, I think the best part of that was walking down seven flights of stairs. No, the right? best part was walking, walking up seven, seven flights, flights of stairs. Oh, yeah, yeah, we had to go back up too. <laughs> so, so it went from like two o'clock, we were going down, and then like two fifteen, we were coming back up with gravity not helping. I think Ian McKay said it on on Facebook or somewhere. I wasn't expecting the early morning calisthenics routine. <laughs> 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 worked out. Which, which you know, hey, I mean, if you got to do it, do it while you're half asleep. It's easier that way. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, okay, we're uh, we're about that time. Yeah, so, that's um, right. So, uh, you know, if uh, we have our, we have our, yes, we do. Yeah, next we week, next podcast topic. Who knows? It'll probably be about receiving all the tools you've ordered here. Yeah. Yes. On the marketplace. Unpacking. And, a rasp review. A rasp review. A rasp review. I'm looking for Dom. a tenon saw, but that's that's a, another, another horse of another color. Um, if you go to Modern Workers Association, blah blah blah. <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> that's what we want you to do. What we wanted to do. We want to do. We want to do this. Good. <laughs> If you're missing us already, and who isn't? I mean, come on, think about it for a minute. Blah, blah, blah. Um, you can subscribe to the show on iTunes. Just search the Modern Woodworkers Association. Once you're subscribed, you'll be sure to never miss another exciting episode. <laughs> and while you're in iTunes, please be sure to give us a five-star rating. This many, right here. That five, many, five. Yeah. Um, so that way it helps our rank and then other people can find us a lot easier. And, and Diami, this is normally the part you say, but do you want me to take it? Yeah, why don't you take it? I'll take it too. And I'm not Diami, but I will read this next part. <laughs> if you want to find out more about the Modern Woodworkers Association, be sure to visit modernwoodworkersassociation.com. You can follow the MWA on Twitter at MWA underscore national. You can like MWA on Facebook or circle the Modern Woodworkers Association on Google+. Plus. Wow, it's a mouthful. It isn't it? While you're there, join the MWA Google Plus community <laughs> for project sharing discussion and loads of woodworking banter. And you know, as before we sign ourselves out, Sean, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you yes. online? I am. This is our tradition. Okay, yeah. So if you guys know everybody else, I on uh, on the Twitter, I'm uh, Sean W seventy eight. I think. Yeah, I, I changed it, it once before. And that, but and that crazy blog you run. That crazy blog I run is the cornerworkshop.blogspot.com. Uh, and Facebook, you find me on Sean's News Group, easy enough. There's not many of my name out there. There aren't many, so, but... No, the problem really is no one's known, know how to spell your name. That's, and that's why I can't have a simple Twitter handle that I would love to use my name, but it's way too long. Oh, sure. There's yeah. no way. Don't right. worry, we'll put it in show notes yeah. for everybody. Rob so Boas gave me hell because it out. used to be something else, and he was like, yeah, that's really good. You can really say that. I'm like, great. Forget <laughs> 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 it. So, yeah, look me up. Okay, and uh, Diami, where can we find you? I'm on the Twitters at Diami Plotke. D-Y-A-M-I-P-L-O-T-K-E. You can find me on Google Plus, and the blog is penultimatewoodshop.com. And uh, Mr. Atkins, where, where exactly can we find you? Uh, of course, I'm Chris Atkins, and you can find me at highrockwoodworking.com, or you can find me on Twitter at highrockwww. And I am the resident shop monkey. You can find me at Tom's at tomsworkbench.com, or you can find me... Where am I? I'm wow. Tom's... <laughs> At Tom's at, at Tom's Workbench on Twitter, which is even better. Yes. So, uh, so you can find me all over the place. And I'm, I'm today we can too. find you in Kentucky. Today you can find me in Kentucky. Today, tonight, tomorrow, in America. and tomorrow and Sunday and Sunday even. Yeah. And then you can find me in the air after that. I'll be flying back to Tampa. So, um, hey everybody, thanks for listening, and uh, we hope you had as much fun as we did because I know <laughs> we had a blast here. So for sure. See you next episode. Take care. And if you're still listening to this, uh, keep listening because what we're going to do is we're going to take some guys that's on the uh, floor here and uh, do just a couple of questions to them. So uh, make sure you stay tuned and listen to that also. Thanks a lot. We're here with Kyle Barton.
Yeah, Kyle, thank you for joining us. And uh, where can people find you online? Um, thanks for having me. Um, you can find me online on Twitter at, at Texwood. And uh, I have a blog called shortbuswoodworking.com. Excellent. Now, uh, Kyle, we're going to ask you a question here. Well, what was your favorite class today? Favorite class today was probably Roy Underhill's class on uh, how to dimension a log. He actually took an entire log, took it into the classroom, and uh, basically turned it into from a round log with bark on it to a square dimensional lumber. And how big was that log? <laughs> Golly. What? It maybe. was a log. It had to be about a 12 to 14 inches in diameter, I would think. Maybe more Well, than yeah, because, I mean, he yeah. was basically trying to get it down at the end to, like, 8 by 8. 4 by 8. Yeah. Oh, we yeah. went 8 by 8? 4 yeah. by 8 was... Yeah. He talked about 4 by 8 in the beginning. So, I mean, and he shaved square. a yeah. good 2, 3 inches off each yeah. side of it, so... But you're in a conference room, and Roy's sitting there swinging this axe. And, I mean, it's like, holy, well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and, by the way, this is a conference room with carpet. Yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. But we had to... Uh, yeah. uh, to get to get a good visual of it, though, he's, the log is actually propped up on uh, saw benches, which are then on an elevated stage, and the whole thing looks like it's about ready to fall down at any moment. Well, not only yeah. that, but also that he's he's... Swinging this axe above his head, and you've got a soffit above you that you're you're picturing this axe just jammed up in the middle of the soffit up here on the ceiling. So yeah, yeah. So you know, for visual drama, that would that had to be the best class today. Excellent. I agree. Yeah. Great. Excellent. All right. Well, uh, we appreciate it. All right. Thank, Thank you much. Thank you. So we're here with Mike Mater. So Mike, thanks for coming on. Where can people find you online? I'm glad to be here. I can be found on my blog at sawdustnewbie.com. Excellent. All right, Mike. Uh, what was the your favorite tool that you saw in the marketplace today that just made you drool? Just you were absolutely just losing yourself over, and did you break down and buy it? And when we say tool, we're not referring to any of us. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I was quite excited to see the Gramercy um, files. Um, they're hand-stitched and at a very reasonable price, and I did break down and buy it, and I'm excited to get home and um, start uh, using it. Excellent. Nice. Excellent. Those Gramercy rasps look fantastic. They, they do. I was really impressed with what I saw when I was playing around with it at the booth today. It's, uh, I think it's going to be a great tool. And they're stainless. Which yes. is, Are they really? Yeah, they're stainless. Yeah. Oh, wow. Is, I actually have, it's more of a patina than real rusting, but I've got rust spots on my other. On the RU? Yeah, on the RU. Well, they're just carbon steel, though, aren't they? Yeah. Okay. Um, it, it, it doesn't impact the performance, but I'm getting the little spots on it. So the fact that these are stainless is just kind of cool. The character. Yeah. It's a patina. I love it. All right, man. I appreciate right. it. Thank, Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. We're here with Christopher Landy. And Christopher, thank you for coming on. Where can people learn more about your exploits online? Well, thanks for having me. <laughs> the lighthearted wood woodworker. Easy to say. Yeah, twice. Very lighthearted. Light Very lighthearted. You're a lighthearted guy. All right, Chris, your question is, uh, what were you looking forward to about the show coming in, and did it did it pay off? Was it what you expected? Did I look for two? And did it pay off? Uh, I would just say mostly uh, the community, the camaraderie. Um. Yeah, the classes. That See becomes him. a loaded question. <laughs> is it? Is it seeing Tom? It's seeing Tom. Is it hearing Tom? It's well, you hear him first. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're getting fist pumps in the background. Yes. Tom He's likes so much to be taller heard. than you. You 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 picture. You know? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. 
All right. Yeah. No, yeah, the community, I think, is a, a large reason why a lot of us come here. I mean, no. it's worth it otherwise, but just then the, the in-between and after times is that. It's why you keep coming back. Absolutely. It's what yeah, makes absolutely. this the must, must have thing. Well, and I've, I've said this quite a few times. I mean, just the, you know, and part of the community and stuff and, and being in the community and part of it, it makes you want to do more woodworking. It makes you want to get in the shop because there's motivation and, and you really want to get out there and do stuff because you're in the community and you're like, I've got to get in here and contribute and do absolutely. stuff myself. Right. Agreed. Yeah. Well, great. We appreciate Excellent. you coming on. Thank cool. you much. Thanks. Ciao. We're here now with Brian Brazil. Brian, where can people learn about you online? Uh, they can follow me on Twitter on, uh, what am I, at Brian underscore Brazil dot, no, not dot com. That was off. <laughs> <laughs> Something. Probably... You, you never reference yourself on Twitter. It's okay. Yeah. All right. So that's at Brian underscore Brazil? At Brian underscore Brazil. Excellent. Now, I don't know if this is your first or more than that time coming here, but... This is my first. First time. Excellent. This is a very good question for you. A woodworking in America Why virgin. a virgin? Yeah. Why did you come to WIA? Uh, to meet everybody for the most part. I mean, I've I've known the MWA guys online for a while. Mm-hmm. A lot of the, you know, the wood talk guys as well, and everybody's here. So you get right. to hang out and drink. <laughs> <laughs> Along with that, like what what aspect besides the community drew you to actually spend money to come here? I mean, that's really it's great seeing everybody, but that's a hell of a price. I have to always spend money to get friends. So. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, next time, just hand us the cash, and we'll we'll, we'll say it. we like you. Yeah. <laughs> if I pay you, will you be my friend? <laughs> oh, excellent. We're here now with Neil Becker, so Neil, thank you for coming on. And could you tell people where they can find out about you online? Uh, I'm usually on Twitter at, at the real Neil, and also my blog is beavesbench.com. Excellent. Now, uh, Neil, why or who was your favorite presenter here at WIA, and why? Well, it definitely would have had to have been Roy Underhill. Him taking that seven-foot log down to just a beam was amazing to watch the different tools that he worked with to get it, uh, get it done. Right, and he's, and he's always entertaining. There's no doubt yeah. about that. Right. Successful. I had 30 years of a TV show. Definitely. Yeah. He can speak to a crowd. Well, yeah, I mean, that's what we were saying earlier. I mean, he's got that routine down. I mean, he, you know, he knows exactly how that routine goes and the responses. And, you know, he's a showman. Yep, yeah, mm-hmm, definitely. For sure. Well, excellent. All right. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Thank you. All right. So that wraps up all of the, uh, the interviews that we've got right now. So, uh, again, thanks for listening. So long. <laughs>